I woke up early this morning at about 5 a.m. to prepare for today's episode, and a bright idea, at least something that I thought was a bright idea, came to me, and I want to share the idea with you. I thought, why don't we start a movement across the country to have cities ban assault rifles and all weapons of war? If the states won't do it and the federal government won't do it, we can definitely get cities to do it. And when I started researching it, I found something that shocked me. The NRA helped write laws in 45 states, banning cities from being able to make their own gun laws. Did you know that? I had no idea. And only five states in the entire country currently allow cities to make their own gun laws. And guess what? Those are five of the safest states in the nation for gun violence. Let's dig in. I have two action steps for us today. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. It hardly made the news, but this past weekend, a staggering 59 people were shot in Chicago. Ten people, as you know, were shot and killed in Dayton. A staggering 22 people in El Paso at a Walmart were shot and killed in what we now know was the deadliest hate crime in the United States since 1922. We also know that the shooting victims, and I just learned that this morning, the shooting victims were as young as two years old and as old as 82. We're talking about babies and elders, mothers and fathers, sons and daughters. And the shooter, a white supremacist, drove nearly 700 miles over 10 hours so that he could get close to the Mexican border and, in his own words, shoot as many Mexicans as possible. We learned late last night that before he actually went into the Walmart with his weapons of war, He left everything in the car and actually walked into that Walmart to see if the store was full of Latinos, and it was. So he walked right back to his car, got his assault rifle, put on his shooting glasses and protective ear gear, and started shooting every single person he saw. And 22 people were killed. And just like that, he committed the deadliest race-based hate crime in this country, since the Tulsa massacre of 1921. And I need us to understand, I need you to understand that we live in that age. We live in the age of the deadliest hate crime in nearly 100 years. It wasn't the 50s or the 60s or the 90s, but it was this weekend, 2019. In fact, the United States is the only nation in the world with more guns than people And as I said last week, second place on that list is not even remotely close. Experts estimate that we now have over 350 million guns in circulation. And that as many, and I did not know this, that as many as 100 million of those guns are literally weapons of war. AR-15s and AK-47s and other assault rifles designed for fast mass carnage. They don't even require skill. 
They don't require licenses. They don't require registration in most states. All that you need to be able to slaughter 22 people at Walmart is a bunch of bullets. And in this nation, those bullets are plentiful. And that's all it takes. One weapon of war, clips, as you may have seen, that can hold 100 bullets, and one person evil enough to walk out into the world to use those things. Last year was the single deadliest year ever measured for guns in America, with nearly 40,000 people shot and killed. School shootings hit a record high. Gun deaths by suicide hit a record high. In this year, our nation has had at least 250 mass shootings. No other developed nation in the world has had more than two. Do you hear what I'm saying? And so if you listen to this podcast, you already know that we're going to flip the United States Senate away from conservatives so that some meaningful legislation on gun reform, on voter reform, on health care, on the minimum wage, on justice reform can finally pass. And if you haven't joined us yet, we want you to join us now at HowYouFlipTheSenate.com because you can sign up to volunteer, you can donate to support our efforts, and you can be a part of our 15-month plan to flip the Senate. And we can do it. But today I want to break down one big hurdle for us. Let me break it down. Break it down. In 1981, Morton Grove, Illinois, a small town that's about 30 miles or so north of Chicago, Morton Grove decided that they wanted to ban handguns altogether. And so that's what they did. They passed laws and policies right there in their city saying you can't have handguns in Morton Grove, period. And that's where the NRA comes in. All the way back in 1981, a full 38 years ago, local gun groups in the NRA knew that the way to stop this tiny town of Morton Grove from banning handguns altogether wasn't to take on Morton Grove, but was to get Illinois to pass a law declaring that only states could make gun laws and that cities were banned from making any changes whatsoever. And that's actually called preemption. And I didn't know it, but for the past 38 years, it's the primary battleground for the NRA. Since 1981, this blows my mind, they've spent tens of billions of dollars, not millions, but billions with a B. They've spent tens of billions of dollars to get states to preemptively make laws declaring that cities aren't allowed to have any say in the matter when it comes to guns. And as it stands today, only Connecticut, Hawaii, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and New York, only those five states allow cities to make their own gun laws. And guess what? Out of all 50 states in the entire country, those are literally the five safest states for gun violence nationwide. That's not a fluke. That's a trend. When cities all across a state are able to make their own gun laws, banning assault rifles, banning weapons of war, requiring background checks, requiring registration, requiring training, 
the gun deaths in those states plummet. Consequently, the five safest, Connecticut, Hawaii, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and New York, it doesn't mean that they are free of gun violence, but many states literally have rates of gun deaths that are five, six, seven times higher than those states. And listen, that's not my opinion. It's math. The five states that allow cities to set the ground rules for guns are the five safest states for gun deaths nationwide, which takes me to our action steps for today. Let's get busy. Action, 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 steps, take action, 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 steps. By my count, eight states in the country currently have a Democratic governor, and a Democratic legislature, a Democratic state legislature, but do not yet give cities the right to make their own gun laws and policies. Now, as I told you, there are five states that allow that, and they are literally the five safest states in America when it comes to gun violence. But the eight states that are completely controlled by Democrats from top to bottom and do not yet give cities the right to make their own laws are the following. California, Colorado, Delaware, Maine, Nevada, Rhode Island, Oregon, and Washington. I'll repeat them. These states have a Democratic governor and a Democratic assembly and Senate, a Democratic legislature, and can pass laws easier, progressive laws easier than the rest of the country, but have not yet given cities the power to do things like ban assault rifles, to require registration to require training, uh, to require comprehensive background checks. They are California, Colorado, Delaware, Maine, Nevada, Rhode Island, Oregon, and Washington. Now, if you have not yet signed up to be a part of the Action Pack or our breakdown crew, you can go now to theactionpack.com. That's theactionpac.com. Go to theactionpack.com because we're going to put some pressure on the governors and legislators of those states to vote down and remove their preemption laws, which were really lobbied to be put in place by the NRA. Those preemption laws need to come down so that cities all over those states can make their own laws to protect people. And it's important. Now, if you've already signed up at thebreakdowncrew.com, you don't have to sign up twice. But... We're going to calmly, coolly, respectfully let the power brokers in those eight states know that they have the power to take this into their own hands right now to make their cities and their states and their states rather much, much safer. So sign up at theactionpack.com and we're going to email you all of those instructions because if I told you here exactly who you needed to email, it would be so complicated. And we'd have so many spelling errors. I need to email it to you directly. So sign up at theactionpac.com. Here's the thing. When we put all of our eggs into the federal basket, just to, to dream that we will one day pass federal legislation. And listen, I have that dream. But we can't put all of our eggs in that basket because sometimes we win, but most of the time we lose. Hear my heart. We have to fight on the federal level and be fighting for change on the state and local level at the same time. So after you sign up at theactionpack.com, 
We're going to give you some real instructions for how we can sway these states to give cities the power to make people safer. Which brings me to our final action step for today. So far, an amazing 4,368 of you have chipped in and donated to the action pack. And that blows my mind. Now, our goal is to get to 20,000 monthly donors. Now, because you've given, it already has given us the opportunity to hire staff, to build out our web platform, and we are recruiting and hiring more staff in the days and weeks ahead. Doing so, becoming a backer of the Action Pack, is what allows this to not just be a podcast that's great to hear, but when you give, when you donate to the Action Pack, it allows this to be a movement that we lead together. Now, we've had hundreds of donors just give $1, and that's great. Just give what you can. Our average donation right now is $20.21 per month. We've had hundreds and hundreds of donors give $27, and we've had people give as much as $5,000. And we need all hands on deck to fund not only our work to take back the Senate, but to fund real change and make real change happen all over the country. Now, I've said this, and I have to keep saying it. Right now, we have raised about $97,000. The NRA spends $900,000 per day, per day. They spend $28 million a month. Last year was a down year, and they spent $330 million. Right now, we have a little less than $100,000 to our name. Now, we're going to make good use of every dime and every penny that you give, but we need to at least be able to compete. And to do that, our goal is to get to 20,000 monthly donors. And so if you've already given $5 or $10 or $25, if you've already given a one-time gift, we would love it and appreciate it if you'd also go ahead and make a monthly donation of any amount, just whatever you can afford with your budget, because that monthly donation allows us to hire staff and say, hey, we can also pay you next month. We can pay you in two months, in three months. But if all of our donations are just for one month, it's hard to hire staff and it's hard to convince people to come on board. And so become a monthly backer, a monthly donor. And it's sad that I have to say this, but I do not make a single dime from any of the donations that you make. I am not on salary for the action pack. I do not receive income from the action pack, not a penny. All of our disclosures are required by law to be public every quarter. And every dollar that you give goes directly to funding the staff and the campaigns and the projects that we lead. I hate that I have to say that, but I do because people continue to lie. And I think what people can't understand is that we would raise that money and I wouldn't get it like that stumps people and it doesn't stump me at all because literally I have raised now nearly $35 million for causes that I never received a penny from and I work. I have literally a full-time job, multiple full-time jobs that pay me and provide for me and my family. My wife works a full-time job. And so when we ask you to give to the action pack, it goes to fund the work. So you can give now at theactionpack.com or howweflipthesenate.com. 
Let's get to work. Thank you all. Break it down. Thank you all for making it all the way through this episode of The Breakdown. And if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, we'll be right back here every single weekday breaking down important news stories and issues. And we'd love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcast or Spotify or Catchbox or Stitcher. Wherever it is, just subscribe. And please share this podcast with your friends and family because our next big goal is to get to 100,000 subscribers and we're not going to get there without you. Also, please leave a review because we're about 25 reviews away from crossing 10,000 five-star reviews. So please, we still want to hear from you and leave your best review when you get some time. Of course, thank you to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star whose generosity even makes this podcast possible. We love and appreciate each of you so very much. If you love this podcast and you want to support our work or you want to see the show notes and transcripts for each episode, we'd love it if you'd consider becoming a founding member of our community. And you can do that at thenorthstar.com. There we not only have all of our podcasts, but hundreds of original articles and stories and commentaries from some of the leading scholars and thinkers and journalists in the world. Lastly, a shout out to our associate producer, Lissandra, and our podcasting director and senior producer, Willis, for their hard work on this and every episode. Take care, everybody. Break it down.